listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome in to episode number 203, a special Christmas week episode. Fourth Wall Wrestling in Milwaukee had a show right before Christmas and we'll hit the highlights of that event. And we'll preview a stacked lineup AAW Pro's Windy City Classic. And finally, we welcome for the first time someone who has worked in places such as Wrestle League, Rocket Pro Wrestling, and Frontline Pro. And he recently started training at the Freelance Wrestling Academy, the generational treasure, Shaq Jordan. You'll get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. It's your boy, FTC, Frank the Clown here. And you are listening or doing something with your ears to the Windy City Slam podcast. Frank the Clown's been a guest a couple of times. Will I be a guest again? Oh, I don't know. Get the check ready, Mike. (laughs) Attention! Windy City Slam is looking for a few good tag team partners to advertise on Windy City Slam podcast and WindyCitySlam.com. Get your product or service notice with pro wrestling fans. Affordable rates that fit your budget. Message us on Facebook, X, or Instagram, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. Hey, this is Trevor Outlaw, but you bozos can address me as you are as rudely, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam podcast, and you can check it out every Tuesday. Oh, wait, I've been on this like five times. I should know this by now. Either way, not getting paid enough for this. Windy City Slam podcast. Check it out on Tuesdays, and you never know when Trevor Outlaw is going to be back. Back here on Windy City Slam podcast. And if you follow us very closely and get the podcast in the early morning hours of Tuesday, this episode dropped a little bit later than usual this week because of all the holiday activity and a lot of events with my family over the weekend. We hosted Christmas Eve at the house with the family. My wife Jen and I had about 15 people. We had a big feast. We had presents, a lot of fun. We had the NFL games on. It was a great night. And then on Christmas Day, my wife and I went to some dear friends and just had a day filled with food and movies. And there's nothing that says Christmas more than watching The Equalizer and The Equalizer 2 with Denzel Washington. I mean, come on. Families come together for that stuff. I mean, you could also watch Die Hard at Grublins, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> All right, coming up this weekend with AEW World's End, Saturday night, December the 30th, on pay-per-view and Bleacher Report, and in some theaters as well. And some of the matches that we have confirmed so far are the AEW World Championship match as MJF defends the title against Samoa Joe. Now, is MJF really a free agent at the end of the year? If that's the case, he's probably losing the title. But 
reports are out there and have been out there saying that MJF may have already quietly resigned that contract. And you know, he hasn't been hammering it home as much on TV lately in his promos either. So I guess we'll see what happens here. And MJF has been champion now for over a year. Is it a time for a change with Samoa Joe? I mean, is something else going to happen with the devil and his crew? A lot going on here and it should be really a lot of fun. And the AEW Women's World Championship, Timeless Tony Storm defends against Riho. And we have the Continental Classic Tournament Finals. We have the Blue League winner taking on the Gold League winner. It's been a tournament happening on AEW TV over the past number of weeks. It's been a lot of fun seeing the round-robin matches of, of this competition go on. And it should be interesting to see who ends up with this Triple Crown Championship. And then we have an FTW rules match for the FTW Championship as Hook defends against Blackpool Combat Club's Wheeler Yuta. For the TBS Championship, Julia Hart defends against Abaddon. And I've been saying in private conversations for a while that Abaddon should be getting a bigger push. And we've waited three to four years for this. And we're finally seeing it over the past couple of weeks where Abaddon's kind of getting pulled onto some of the main TV shows. And... Now, Abaddon has a shot at this title, and Julia Hart has definitely upped her game as well since turning to the dark side of about a year or so ago, and this is going to be a terrific match. I'm looking forward to it. And then for the AEW World Tag Team Championship, we have Big Bill and Ricky Starks defending against Chris Jericho and a mystery partner. Since Kenny Omega recently got taken off the road, he had surgery, and, and he's been a little banged up, so I guess we'll see who Jericho ends up picking as his partner. And in the final match that we know of as of now, another chapter in the ENC history, Edge and Christian, for the TNT Championship, a no-disqualification match, Christian Cage defends against the Rated-R Superstar, Adam Copeland, since he can't use Edge in AEW. So that should be a pretty good show. There will be a, probably a few more matches announced during the week leading up to that event. Now, going back to this past Friday night, December the 22nd, Fourth Wall Wrestling presented Try Hard. Yes, it is a Christmas show at the Lapika Lounge on the south side of Milwaukee. And this recap and results, courtesy of friend of the show, High Five Tom of Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. And we start off with Mateo Valentine beating up Tyler Baggins as Mateo wanted to challenge one of the biggest cheaters in Milwaukee and it started out with Tyler. And then next for a shot at Theory of Asian Unity's Tag Team Championship Jackets, the team of Ultra Steel, Jay Fowler and Hartenbauer took on MKE Vice, Jarrett Jacks and Marman. And after some shenanigans involving Val Malone, MKE Vice gets the pin and the win. And in following that match, TAU hits the ring, showing why they have held those jackets for all of 2023, and they pulled through a dominant win over the veteran team. Then, one half of Mama's favorite tag team, Country Air, the outlaw Zach Hedricks, outlasted the newcomer, Jackson King, to retain ICW's World Championship belt. Then, a late replacement for Jason Duke's franchise dysfunction, took on Chucky Bates in a dog collar match, and after a brutal battle, Dis's son, Lucas, came in for a distraction on Chucky, allowing Dis to get the win. Then Lucas and Dis continued to beat up Chucky, and when Ref Jack tried to help, Bobby V, Dysfunction's cousin, came in to continue the beatdown on both Chucky and Jack, and family business is born. 
Then in a three-way dance with Nell Dillinger, also Turkle, and Santa Moondog Murray. In a great match for a personal friend of High Five Tom and former Windy City Slam podcast guest, Santa Moondog gets the victory. And in the main event, these two guys are two of the best in the Milwaukee area, southeast Wisconsin, and sometimes even in northeast Illinois when they compete on the Illinois side of the border. Green Jacket champion Big Steppa Armando Alvarez defended against the Apex athlete C.J. Cole. And after a tough battle, C.J. Cole is your new Green Jacket champion, taking that home for the holidays. And once again, thank you to High Five Tom of the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. And coming up this Saturday night, December the 30th, the final show here in Illinois, AAW Pro presents the Windy City Classic 18 at Berwyn Eagles Club in Berwyn, 7.30 bell time for the main show. AAW Championship match, Davey Vega defends against Mance Warner, the winner of the Jim Lynham Memorial Tournament. And in a grudge match, Robert Ego Anthony faces Chico Suave. And in a ladder match for the number one contender to the AAW Heritage Championship, Joey Jad Avalon, Dante Leon, Solomon Tupu, Isaiah Moore, Conan Lycan, and Joe Alonzo will square off in that six-pack challenge, that ladder match, and the winner will be the new number one contender to the AAW Heritage Championship, which is held right now by Levi Everett. And then in a two-out-of-three-falls grudge match, the last real man, Silas Young, takes on stiff robo-ginger Gary J. And then in a one-on-one battle of the beef, one called Manders takes on heavyweight hustle Calvin Tankman. Plus, you're going to see AAW Women's Champion Sierra, AAW Heritage Champion Levi Everett, AAW Tag Team Champions Russ Jones and Schaff, Swag Champ Ren Jones, Big Beef Narls Garvin, Hartenbauer, Sabotage Sean Logan, Shaza McKenzie, Koa Loxamana with Callies, Maggie Lee, and Heather Reckless. Alright, coming up next, we welcome for the first time a rising star in the Chicagoland area, and he recently started at the Freelance Wrestling Academy, and he's got a big match coming up at Rocket Pro Wrestling very soon. The generational treasure, Shaq Jordan. Stay tuned. My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your Freelance Wrestling World Champion, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Broad South in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. You can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. Back here on a special Christmas week edition of Windy City Slam podcast. And I'm so 
honored and privileged to welcome for the very first time. He's a guy that's been building momentum over the last couple of years in places such as Wrestle League, Rocket Pro mm-hmm. Wrestling, Squared Circle Megastars, and Frontline Pro. And he recently started training at the Freelance Wrestling Academy. Ladies and gentlemen, the generational treasure, Shaq Jordan. Shaq, how you doing? Ah, I'm pretty good, man. How you doing? Awesome. Glad to have you on. And first things first, I've been wondering about this for a while. Shaquille Jordan, that's your government name for real? Yeah, that's my government name, man. My parents, uh, yeah. I, I actually I actually tell this joke with people that I think I'm the second oldest Shaquille in the world because the only Shaquille I know older than me is Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> so old, how old are you about right now? I'm 30. Okay, so yeah, you were... Um... We were born in uh, what ninety three, so that's right at the height of when Shaquille was entering the NBA around there, and then yep. Michael Jordan obviously was huge, and Jordan's actually your your surname anyway. So, yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's pretty damn awesome. Um, now we're going to talk a little bit about you serving in the army. So, what was it like to be in the army, and where did you serve? To be honest, man, it was it was pretty boring. For the most part, I was human resources, so I didn't really get to, I didn't really do too much. I didn't see any action. But uh, yeah, I didn't really do too much aside from like paperwork and in processing soldiers, out processing soldiers. The only place, the only place I really was, was South Carolina. For I was stationed in, I was stationed in Forest Park for the remainder of my contract before I found out I was getting, I was getting a discharge. Mm-hmm. So. I did, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really do too much. I honestly joined it for for college money. Yeah. <laughs> the GI Bill. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Good so, old GI Bill. Yeah. So, did you actually go through the training, uh, like the, they put you through the steps and stuff like that too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually signed on. I actually signed on. I didn't sign on. My parents signed me on because I was I was seventeen. Okay. Right out of right out of junior, right out of my junior year of high school, signed, did basic training, came back, did my senior year of high school, graduated high school, then did my job training that the summer after I graduated. And then after that, fulfilled my fulfilled my duty to my job for the rest of my for the rest of my um, contract. Yeah, despite the fact you didn't see any combat, thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now, you seem to be a really athletic guy. And what was your athletic background in both your youth and high school? I played a lot of basketball when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. In high school, I tried to focus more on academics, honestly, so I didn't really play too many sports. I was that one in 10,000 kid in high school that was good at literally every sport but never played a sport. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Like, High school, I was interested in everything. I mean, elementary school, I was interested in everything. I played basketball. I played peewee baseball. I played soccer. Mm-hmm. I played all of it. But once I got to high school, I was just like, uh, I don't, I don't know how I feel about playing playing sports. So I just didn't. I I, I played bowling. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was a bowler. I played uh, I played baseball one year, but other than that, I didn't really focus too much on sports. I was focused on. I'm about to say to a deeper level, actually. Okay. I was I was bullied in elementary school, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't really. So I really played sports in elementary school as a way to prove myself to the kids that were bullying me. So in high school, I was like, "Oh, I finally have a group of friends who like me for who I am." 
and they don't care whether I play sports or not, or they don't care about seeing how I have potential as a popular kid. They like me because I'm me. So I was able to let my guard down and just be a kid, I guess. And since I didn't have to focus on playing sports because I had friends who liked me for me, I didn't. <laughs> so it was really, yeah, it was written when it, when it came to high school, it was really a lot, a much deeper reason for me not being in sports in high school. I did play recreationally. Mm-hmm. Like I was really good at basketball. I was really good at baseball. But when my when coaches would ask me why I don't play, I'm just like, I just, I don't know. I just don't want to. I just like playing it for fun, you know? Now, what high school did so, you go to? Phoenix Military Academy. Oh, okay. That kind of makes sense. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that a kid named Shaquille Jordan did not play high school basketball. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, that's the that's the crazy part. Yep. I played yeah, I played. No, there, no, go ahead, go ahead. Would there have been a little extra pressure having a name like that? <laughs> would there have been? I don't I don't know. A lot of a lot of people like thought I was actually related to Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I didn't say no. I mean, I didn't say yes, but I didn't say no either. I just let I just let people assume what they wanted to assume. I was like, eh. I mean, if that's what you believe, then you know, so be it. But I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say I am. I'm not gonna say I'm not either. <laughs> so let's shift gears to professional wrestling. So, who are your wrestling inspirations, and what pushed you towards starting training as a wrestler? As far as within wrestling, or like without. Outside of outside of the wrestling business, yeah, like um, it's, like when you were younger, it, did you watch it at all? Or oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every week, I tune into Monday Night Raw religiously every Monday, and when SmackDown started, I watched SmackDown every week. Mm-hmm. I was a huge um, I was a huge Eddie Guerrero fan. Mm-hmm. I came up in the Attitude Era, so obviously I was a fan of The Rock, Stone Cold, all those guys. But changed the channel over to Nitro. I was a huge fan of The Revolution. You know, um, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, and Perry Saturn, because yeah. I don't know. I was a big fan. I was a more of a big fan of like the actual wrestling instead of the the pageantry, the entertainment aspect of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I didn't really gravitate too much toward NWO and all of those guys. I gra- I gravitated more toward the a- the actual wrestling. So if I'm wa- so if I'm watching Monday Night Raw. Yes, I love Stone Cold and I love The Rock and I love Triple H, but I'm really watching for guys like Takamichinoku and all those guys who who hold together the show with their with their incredible undercard performances, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, back to what I was saying, I was a really big fan of um the Revolution, and I became an even bigger fan of them when they transitioned over to WWF, like Eddie Guerrero especially. Mm-hmm. Because I had watched his growth, I had watched his growth in WCW, from the the guy that wore the singlet with the with the stripes with the with the lightning bolts on the side, mm-hmm. into this like super ripped like killer, and then now he's in WWE. I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. So that so yeah, it was Eddie Guerrero. I was old school. I watched a lot of Randy Savage when I was little too. I was a big fan of his in WCW. Big fan, big fan of his elbow drop. Oh my god, mm-hmm. loved it, loved it. Obviously, The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, Kane. Kane terrified me, but I don't know why. But I I, I hated watching him wrestle, but I, I hated watching him do his thing, but I couldn't look away. <laughs> and the other question was, you asked me what made me get into training? Yeah. 
my wife actually, God rest her soul, really convinced me into really convinced me to get back to pursuing a wrestling career because I had told her how much I wanted to be a wrestler when I was a kid. I was like, oh, I want to go to the NBA or I want to be a firefighter. I was like, nah, dude, I want to be WWE champion one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like, well, you're still a fan. Like, you know how wrestling works now. Why don't you just research wrestling schools and just go find one? And we had started saving money. We had literally started saving money because we were about to, we were we were prepared to move to Iowa for six months to go to Black and Brave, which is Seth Rollins School. Okay. But I didn't think for some reason, I did not think to look up schools that were closer to home. And then one day she just put the idea in my head. Like, have, did you even, have we even tried to look up school? Like, well, we prefer, preparing to uproot our lives just for you to pursue, the re- pursue a wrestling career. Have, did, did we even try to look up wrestling schools that are in Chicago or close to Chicago? And I was like, you know what? I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we looked up wrestling schools in Chicago. We found CSW at first, and I was prepared to go there. But, you know, it's uh, it's in the suburbs, and, like, the bus stops running after a certain time. I didn't have a car at the time, so getting home, getting there was no problem. But getting home was going to be tough. And luckily, I had found... Luckily, I was just looking around and I found JPW, which is Wrestle League now. Yep. So I looked, so I looked them up, and I was like, "Hey, can I come in and sit down for a class?" Yeah, cool. So I came in, I sat down. I actually got involved the first class because I wanted to like see how it felt to take a bump and see how it felt to like attempt to do like a front roll and, th- and things like that. And yeah, I got hooked. I got hooked on it from the first day. And I just, I just, I paid, I paid the tuition and I came, I, I kept coming and the rest is history. Now you've been an integral part of Russell League for your uh, short career for quite a while. So what was it like working and training with guys like Shogun, Chris Logan and Quinn Wittick? Oh, dude. And this is not, this is, I'm I'm going I'm to qualify this at first by saying this is not an indictment of anybody else that trains at Russell League, but those guys were extra hard on me in particular because, uh, and I saw it from the beginning because Quinn would pull me to the side. Shogun would pull me to the side. Even Shogun's brother, um, Shane Foster, Nick Fury, I mean, Nick, Nick, Nick Williams, he pulled me to the side and be like, dude, we are really like, we really being hard on you because if there's anybody we seek and like get out of, come out of this place and make something of themselves, it's you. Like Quinn told me this to my face. He was like, dude, you've taken to this like a like a bird to flight. And it's really incredible how much you've improved, how much you've improved in such a short time. So if we're hard on you, that's the reason. We think we know you're better than what you're like, if we're hard on you, we know you're better than what you're giving us. And we're trying to push you to give us what you what we know you can give us. So they were hard, they were hard on me, but it was from a place of love. Mm-hmm. which I've always appreciated those guys for, you know. It was a transition at first because me, you know, like I said, I got bullied when I was a kid. So bullying, a, bully, a bullying vibe like triggers me. So they had to pull me to the side and was like, no, it's not. We're not, no, we're not bullying you. We, we, we're just trying to push you, man. We, we see something in you. So we're just trying to get the best out of you that we possibly can. 
And ever since then, I just, I just worked. I work everywhere I go. I work, I work as hard as I can to be one of, one of, if not the best. Yeah, you were a former champion in wrestling, the Wrestle mm-hmm. League champion, and then mm-hmm. you also started working not too long ago over the last couple of years with Frontline Pro, while working with mm-hmm. another Army veteran in Ben McCoy, and you've got yep. some great accomplishments there as well. The winner of the Breakout Tournament, the winner of the Freedom Cup, and you're a former Frontline Pro Intrepid champion. So, uh, what's it yep. been like to work over there for Frontline? Oh, dude, it's been like it was like my Frontline was my first out of state exposure. So it really gave me a feeling of how it would feel to work in front of an unfamiliar crowd and unfamiliar people. Because like before, when I when I went to Frontline Pro, I only knew two people in the locker room. That was Quinn Wittick and Rockin' Rivera. Everybody else, complete strangers. But we are all bonded in our love of wrestling. And we are all bonded in our love of wanting to we are all bonded on the on the mindset that we want this place to grow. So it was a family thing from day one. So I, I tell and I tell Ben this every chance I get, I'm like, dude, no matter where I go, no matter where I no matter what I do with my career, I will never, ever, ever forget about Frontline Pro. Like those those dudes are like one hundred percent my family. Recently, you started training at the Freelance Wrestling Academy, where you've been had some mm-hmm. time with former WWE superstar Mustafa Ali. So, what convinced you to go over there? Ooh. If I could be honest, my friend Tracy, I call her, uh, I call her Smiley. She was, um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even gone to freelance if she didn't get me out of the house because, uh. You know, you you follow me on social media. Anybody who follows me on social media knows about my mental health journey, my mental health struggles, and everything. And yeah, so I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was deep in the. I was deep, 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 like neck deep in a de- in a depressive episode, and I didn't want to do anything. And she was, and she just calls me and was like, "Yo, get dressed. We going to freelance show tonight." All right, cool. Uh, I don't mind going to a freelance show. Drags me to a free, drags me to a freelance. It's freelance underground actually. Drags me to a freelance underground show. I go. I enjoy myself. All right, cool. Glad I went. But then she takes it a step further. She introduces me to literally everybody there. This is Shaq. This is Shaq. Shaq's a super talented wrestler. Shaq would like to get booked here. Blah blah blah. She introduces me to James Russo, who books um underground mm-hmm. and. Okay, so I'm like, okay, cool. I'm 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 already here. I might as well ask, how do I go go about getting booked? I asked James, how how do I go about getting booked? And he's like, oh, cause just just show, just keep showing up, just keep showing up. So I show up the freelance shows. I help out. I go to the Hot Sauce Festival. I wrestle there. And at this point, like, I'll I'll be 100 percent honest with you, Mike. I am done with wrestling mentally. I was like. I was like, dude, after this hot sauce festival, I'm quitting wrestling. This is my last, this is legit my last show. Like I got to find something else to do in my life. I don't think my, I don't think wrestling is going to pan out well for me. So I'm just going to go, I'm just going to do this and then I'm going to be done with it. So I do, I go out there, I do my performance, boom. And then I go to the back and James is like, Hey, Isaiah, Velasquez and Kylie Ray are right over there. Go talk to them, because I asked him how how I did. He was like Isaiah and Kylie. Go talk to them. I was like, oh snap, there, cool. Mm-hmm. 
I talked <laughs> I talked to both of them. They gave me, dude, they give me the most, they give me the most scathing critique of my work that I have had in my wrestling career so far. But for some reason, my feelings were not hurt by it. I was like, okay, cool. And then all I hear is, dude, come to the academy. If you can like you you got something like you got something. You come to you come to the academy and you polish up on all that thing all those things we told you we just told you about, you'll be good. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll come I'll come over the next day. I mean, I'll come over tomorrow. And I was actually talking to Isaiah about this like yes just yesterday. And he was like, Oh, he said he said he was like Shaq said he's coming through the to the academy tomorrow. Like, okay, we'll see. Because he <laughs> because he's like a lot of people a lot of people we give critiques to. We tell them to drop by the academy just to do a drop in training class and they they say they'll show up and they never do. And they were like, We were actually shocked when you actually showed up the next day. I was like, Yeah, dude. I'm like, I want to see what's to this. And I went to that one class. That one class turned into me becoming a full time student there. So now I'm there. And now I'm excited about wrestling again because of that. So going all the way back, I just think I just thank my friend Tracy every chance I get because like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be where I am right now if she hadn't just, if she hadn't came and dragged me out of the house and dragged me to a, a freelance underground show. That hot sauce festival you're referring to was that this past summer here, just a few months ago. Yep, in Joliet. Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's how you got hooked up. Very good. Very cool. Yeah. Now, what's it like training with uh, Isaiah and Kylie and GPA and people like that on a daily basis? It's it's really, really nice because um, they all have different things that they teach. So you kind of get in a you kind of you kind of get in a, a feel for like every like most aspects of the, of the performance part of the business. Like you, know, you got Isaiah. Isaiah teaches the more basic stuff like how to look smooth in a ring and how to and footwork and ring placement and everything. And then you got Kylie. Kylie's all about conditioning. Oh, Kylie, Kylie. Oh my gosh. She, 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 I love her to death. She'd be torturing us in those, in those classes. It, even, even when she was pregnant, man, she was. Yeah. She was, was practically nine months pregnant. She's still in there rolling around like it's nothing. Roll, rolling around and doing, rolling around and doing full sequences and resortes and everything. It was crazy. Yeah. I was like, dude, this, this girl's insane. <laughs> but, uh, and then Laney and GPA, they teach more of the psychological aspect of it and like making everything work with a purpose and how to do it. And Ali is just, Ali is just, a full speed ahead, like straight sequence wrestler. And I, I, I go to his class every now, I go to his classes every now and again, but yeah, it's like, it's been really nice because, uh, up until I went to freelance, I had been learning just how to do like one style, but going to freelance, I learned, I've been learning different styles, which has been like really helping me improve as a wrestler and not just as a wrestler, but as a character as well, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in turn, now you've started wrestling for freelance and freelance underground as well. You just recently made your official debuts for both promotions, freelance underground, of course, mm-hmm. and Joliet recently as well. So what is it like competing with a lot of Chicago's best young wrestlers? It's surreal, to be honest, because uh, a lot of those uh, wrestlers I I was in there, I've been, I'm in there, I share a locker room with now. I was, fan of, I was a fan of like four or five years ago, you know? 
this is also something I was talking talking with Isaiah Velasquez about, right? Because Isaiah and Kylie were bringing their child, their their baby, their training every now and again, and it's like, dude, like I was like, I I, I showed Isaiah a clip from my old Twitter from when. Kylie Ray beat him for the freelance underground title. I mean, not the freelance underground title, but the freelance world title. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I recorded this. This was back in 2018. And I was like, not only do I train with y'all now, not only do I share a locker room with y'all now, I hang out, I hang out with y'all's kid now. And like, I was just a fan of y'all five years ago. I was like, it's, it's like, it's been like so many crazy, like full circle moments for me ever since I joined freelance. I've only been there for like five months mm-hmm. and like it's been so many full circle moments that has happened for me there. It's been like kind of a little bit emotional, a little bit overwhelming because it's like, Oh, I've been a fan. I've been a fan of storm Grayson since 2019. I've been a fan of Kylie and Isaiah since 2017, 2018. I was a fan of Mustafa Ali back, back when he was freelance world champion. And like now I'm training with these people and now these people know me by name and these people think I'm a, and they think I'm a good wrestler. And it's, it's just, it's just wild to think about sometimes, you know? And speaking of Juliet, where you recently wrestled for Freelance Underground, you've been making a mark in Rocket Pro Wrestling and you've had some great matches oh, yeah. there as well. So now we're going to fast forward to Saturday, January 6th. Rocket Pro Wrestling presents Resolution at St. Joseph Park in Juliet. <laughs> Bell time, 5 p.m., doors at 4. You, Shaq, oh, yeah. are part of a four way number one contenders match going up against. Eric Schultz and Chicago Bearhug Steve Michaels of the Undeniable, as well as Hawaiian hitman Koa Loxamana. So this is going to be a terrific match. Oh yeah, I have been having my problems with Steve over the last couple time over the last couple months. I'm not writing off Eric, but I've beaten him already. And Koa's actually on my list of opponents for 2024, so it should be interesting. It should be very interesting. But I'm getting another opportunity at the at the world title. So I'm happy about that. Despite like, I don't know, just, just, I'm, I, I appreciate the rocket pro crowd for getting behind me. I pretty much became a main eventer overnight, which I love. I, I'm not going to complain about that at all. <laughs> yeah. I saw you in that ladder match a little over a year ago and that was crazy stuff too. Mm-hmm. Quentin Whittick was in that and Aaron Stone won the briefcase, which led him to become yeah. a champion. That was, and it was, um, oh yeah, bud. Jay Fowler was also the fourth guy in that one. Yep. So that, that was a really terrific match last November. Obviously now, Dreambreaker Ernstone cashed in. He ended up w- uh, winning the RPW Championship, and he defends that title against Maximus Orion on this upcoming show as well. So if you end up winning this four-way number one contenders match, you could end up facing either Stone or Maximus Orion for that title. And I think either one of those matches would be really good. I agree. I agree. It's like I always tell tell them, man, I I hope they don't take it personally. It's just business. (laughs) And Stone is a guy who's really kind of much like you, but he's been in a little bit longer. He's kind of had that slow climb, that slow build. And finally, Rocky Perussing realized what talent that kid had. And now he's ruling the roost over there. And he's had a great title reign so far. Yeah, he's had two matches with me since becoming champion. And he's come out on top in both of them. So, uh I gotta give him his props, man. I was I was I was a little bit I was a little bit frustrated the first loss, but the second loss, I was like, okay, he earned that one. Like, like I like I like to say I made him work for that one. And speaking of awesome talent, 
you were the former Square Circle Megastars Mega Champion, and I believe your first defense of that title a couple of years back was against Sharpshooter James Creed. Wow, that must have been something yep. to see. Yeah. Oh man, dude. Like when I first got in the ring with him, I was like, he he told me how long he'd been wrestling up to that point. I think he said maybe a couple years. I was like, no way. After the match, I was like, no way. Like, dude is dude is dude is like light years ahead of where he of where he actually of where he actually is. Like once he once he gets one hundred percent comfortable with who he is, he's gonna be like a star. Like I know that one hundred percent. Cause I cause I see it. Quinn Whittaker told me several times. He definitely he, he definitely sees. It. I actually saw it when we did the uh, Gabe Sapolsky seminar a couple weeks ago. I was like, dude. I was like, yeah. He he's he he's coming along. He's like he's he's come a long way from when the last from the last time I wrestled him. Because I was telling, I was like, I I last wrestled him back in 2021, and he was not sure about where he was where he was then, but he still had all that skill and I'm like he is just like he's just improved so greatly over the last couple of years it's just been it's been a sight to see I love to wrestle him again at the level that he's at right now oh yeah for sure and now this question kind of blends in maybe with a couple of the last other things we've been talking about so who has been your favorite opponent so far over your five years or so of wrestling and is there someone you'd love to run it back with Quinn Whittick hands down Quinn Whittick easily I, I've been asked this question before. Uh, my answer has always been Quinn Whittick because he's like the only person, not the only person, but he's the person the most that I've been in the ring with. Every time I leave the match with him, I ended, I leave better than I was when I walked into it. I always learned something new working with Quinn Whittick. I always, I always found out something new about him. I always find out that I'm capable of doing something that I didn't think I was capable of going in. and I just feel I just I honestly just feel like a smarter wrestler every time I'm done. He's he's what five years younger than me, and he's not he's about four or five years younger than me. And he he's a prodigy. Like if there's like anybody that I know that's like got a mind that's one hundred percent tailored for for wrestling is him. Now, who is your dream opponent that you haven't faced as of yet? Number one, definitely Chris Logan. You guys have never we, actually we had share. a match. We shared the ring for a cup of coffee in a in a in a gauntlet match, a tag okay. team gauntlet match at Rocket Pro last year. Yes, I was there for that. But yeah, as far as a singles match though, me and him have never met never met. And I would love to get in there with him because he taught me everything I know, but I learned a little. I've learned a, quite a few things that I think he doesn't know. So if we get in there, I think I like I think I could surprise him. That's crazy. And I figured you guys would have crossed paths at some point in some promotion. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, it has not happened. Like the stars have aligned multiple times, but it just didn't. It just didn't. It just didn't come together. Mm -hmm. And anyone else? <laughs> A little ambitious here, but Brian Key. Yes, the bounty, the bounty hunter. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I think me and him will put on a good Japan style stiff. Like a mix, a mixture of the stiffness and the athleticism. I think mm -hmm. me and him could like really put on a really good match, like a, a a match of the year candidate. Me and him, any 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 promotion we go, any promotion. So I got him on my, I got him at the top of my list for 2024 too. So mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk to somebody and see if we can make that happen. Yeah, he's a terrific talent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and even and an even better person. Yes.
Great. Yeah, uh, yeah, he deserves everything. He deserves everything great that's coming to him. Like he definitely and, and more actually. Yeah, seeing him a little bit in AEW and ROH as of late too, which is really really cool. Yep. Yep. So I was telling them last time we talked, I was like, dude, we got we got to tie up before you get signed, man. <laughs> He's one of those next guys that will be signed very soon. I mean, him and Storm oh, yeah. like put right up on that pedestal as guys that got to be signed very soon. Oh yeah, definitely. I gotta, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get in there with Storm too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're terrific guy. Storm's on. Yeah, Storm has been. Storm has actually been one of my one of the opponents I wanted to wrestle the most ever since I started wrestling. To be honest, because I like I said, I was a fan of him. I was a fan of him before before I even got into wrestling. So. Back when he had green hair, you know that's when I yep. that's when I was that's when I was a Storm fan. Yeah, the green kid. Yep. <laughs> yep, the green kid. Yep. <laughs> now, uh, what are your long term goals in pro wrestling? I kind of want to. I, I do want. I do want to get signed. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. But honestly, I just want to be comfortable. I just want to have a job where I can live my life, while at the same time not having to worry about money or worry about like getting buried or anything like that. Like, I just, I just, I just, I don't know how else, I don't really know how else to say it. I just want to have, I just want a comfortable wrestling career because this is what, this is what I want to do. I really honestly don't see myself doing anything else with my life because this is what I want to do. And when I do want to do it, I don't want it to become a job. I want it to become something that I will enjoy doing and that I will enjoy and that I will have no problem contributing to once I'm done, you know? All right, Shaq, go ahead and promote your social media if you have any merchandise out yet and upcoming events. Oh, y'all can follow me on Instagram, Generational Treasure. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain. Just substitute the X's, the A's with the X's. <laughs> and then Instagram, I mean, my X. Twitter X. I don't. I don't like calling it X. I I, I still call it Twitter. Mm-hmm. Shaquille Monger, and I got nothing going on for the rest of the year. But starting January sixth, full steam ahead. Rocket Pro Wrestling on January sixth. Frontline Pro Wrestling, me versus Quinn Whitted for the Frontline Pro World Title on January thirteenth. Been a long time coming. This is my first time facing Quinn Whitted in almost two years, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, in and a one-on-one match, anyway. In a one-on-one match, exactly, yes. exactly. And yeah, just a lot going on. Catch me at freelance because I'm I'm carving out a spot for myself there, which I'm proud of because I haven't been there that long. So I'm 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 really really proud about that. Catch me at freelance, and you just you know any old wrestling show. I might be around. I might be on Ring Crew. You never know. I just might. I I, I try to be everywhere. You know. Any merchandise? Yes. Just look up my just look up my Shaq Jordan page on brainbustertees.com. I got some good stuff in there. A lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff I designed myself, a lot of design well, all of the designs I did myself. And plus if you help me out, I donate some of my proceeds to charity. So there's that too. Very cool. I know Frontline Pro, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but they're a very charitable company as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. So definitely support Ben McCoy and the folks over at Frontline Pro. Yeah, follow Frontline Pro on Facebook. Join Frontline Pro on Facebook. Join the fight, especially with me. No disrespect to Quinn Wittig, but about to take his title as the face of the company, you're going to want to be along for the ride. (laughs) 
Dak Jordan, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. Great conversation with Shaq Jordan, and this kid has got a lot of tools to become a very big star in short order. The last couple of years or so, he's been doing some big things in Wrestle League and Rocket Pro Wrestling, and you're going to see him on the rise in the freelance umbrella as well with freelance wrestling and freelance underground, as he just recently started training at the Freelance Wrestling Academy. So this kid's going to have some really well-rounded knowledge within the next few months with guys like Shogun Logan back at Wrestle League, as well as Kylie Ray, GPA, and Isaiah Velasquez at Freelance. All right, next week, we're going to recap AAW's Windy City Classic, preview POW and Rocket events as we kick off 2024, plus we're going to welcome a guest to be determined. And you can catch all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.